Astrology Today, coming to you live from the Sunshine Coast in Powell River, which is situated on the traditional lands of the Klahoman Nation. I will be your host, Maureen Reed. That is who I am, yes, and I am an astrologer, and Jill was concerned that I wasn't here. I am, oh, recording, oh, thank you, oh, she's just so smart. Okay, so everybody's going to hear this now. This meeting is being recorded. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> oh, you are so smart. She had this big sheet of paper up. You. you were. <laughs> and yeah. and I, of course, I, yeah, they, there's a lot of buttons and dials. I know. <clears throat> anyway, yeah. <laughs> are you recording? That is, oh. Anyway, well, you know, we we almost had a flawless opening but that's okay <laughs> anyway welcome back you the listener and just as a reminder i haven't been saying this lately so i should if you want to actually follow along live today if you go to my website cardinal astrology that's all one word dot ca and you go to the radio show tab and you scroll down you'll see episode 92 on sinistry click on that and you too can see the um yeah, all of the uh, graphics, charts, and stuff that we will be looking at today. But Jill reminded me that we probably should start today's show not with the sinistry, but with last night's full moon that had me up at 2 a.m. Yes, yes. I, I think, you know, maybe a number of people will have found they didn't sleep well or their energies ramped up or they're more emotional than usual or, or, or whatever. <laughs> Yeah. Because, um, yeah, there was a full moon last night at, uh, well, it was at 7.38 p.m. our time. And um, it was, uh, the moon was in Aquarius. It was at one degree, 27 minutes, opposite the sign, of course, the sun, of course, at one degree of Leo. And it um, it was just a degree off that. Um, the major degree. conjunction degree that Jupiter and Saturn held at the winter solstice major conjunction, which was spectacular. Yes. So it feels to me like it's activating because that's what yeah, I'm revisiting. Yes. You have a big event on, on a degree, then something else comes along that's another sort of event, celestial event, and it just kind of pushes activates that button. That energy again. Yeah. So it's. Yeah, yeah. So like, I think it's bringing up that, that Jupiter-Saturn yeah. which that was going on, which was huge. Yeah, because that, um, that marked the beginning of a 200-year transition uh, for the conjunctions of Jupiter and Saturn. They have been in Earth signs, and now they've switched to air signs, and they will be doing yeah. that for the next, you know, so the the quality of, you know, sort of the the social aspect of humanity be you know which is within the bounds uh rather than the outer planets which you know are beyond yeah so there's the transpersonals that's one way it's put and yeah so the quality of the time it hopefully will shift away from being just materialistic which is earth well, I, th I think so i think that yeah. that conjunction of jupiter saturn was transitional in so many ways not just that yeah but it, we just come through a whole year of heavy conjunction after heavy conjunction yes. in capricorn 
Saturn yes. and Pluto, Jupiter and Pluto, Jupiter, yeah. you know. And now they didn't come together in Capricorn, they came together in Aquarius, yes. which is, you know, about humanity. It's about, you know, freedom and all of those things that yeah. you know, human beings need. That yeah. social aspect, right? Rather exactly. Than, exactly. Yeah. yeah. Uh, community. Um, so I think it's really significant in that and and that it's actually in between where Pluto is at the end of Capricorn right now where yes. Saturn is just still in the first 10 degrees of Aquarius yeah is really interesting too it's like yeah a bridge. yeah yeah we're moving I think you know I think it's the, the to me it's the universe saying yes we are moving away from that Capricorn structure material, material. materialism you know, yeah five senses is all there is world into a more a bigger more expansive yeah you know and, and soon and jupiter's right at the beginning of, of pisces backing in yes it's about to revisit and remind us yeah again it, jupiter yeah. saying oh yeah well, i'm not done with aquarius yet and um yeah. You know, we want more aquarian energy here because jupiter wants more wherever he is that's right <laughs> so it's you know, more freedom and Jupiter and Aquarius are both signs or both yeah. symbols. Yes. Rather relate to that. So I think yeah. And the and the other thing I just mentioned is that today around the world, and of course it would have started yesterday for us in Australia and other places like that, time zone wise, mm -hmm. um, was is the um, is a World Freedom Rally Day. Right. It's the third one. Yep. Yeah. They're having about every two months, and it happens to coincide with this full moon. So I think that's significant as well. It's yeah. Like yeah. Humanity is rising up. There are all sorts of uprisings going on in oh. France, oh. Greece. Everywhere. Yes, I know. It's uh, the, you know, yeah. people are, are coming together, and that's, I think, the spirit of Aquarius. Yeah. You know, humanity yeah. coming together, communities coming together, and supporting each other, and yeah. yeah, so I'm, I'm, I'm excited by that. Being an Aquarian, I think it's okay. <laughs> <laughs> of course you do. Of course you do. Okay. <laughs> so um, the other thing I want to remind folks, too, is apparently I can actually take phone calls. Uh, so the number is 604-485-0088. Do challenge my technical ability and call in, <laughs> and I will give it a try. But anyway, meanwhile, let's get on with what our topic is, which we kind of went from midpoints to recognizing that, oh, people connect and they will trigger each other's midpoints. But there's a level that you start with when it comes to standing two people side by side. And in astrology, it's called synastry. Um, and um, I'll just kind of, this is Jill's little blurb and she's asked me to read it so I can do that. Synastry is the art of comparing two astrology charts to see how they relate to one another. It can provide insights, several clues as to what each of you want, need, and offer in a relationship. This can help you determine the compatibility of the individuals, showing the dynamics that are at work. Uh, the chart comparison can give a better understanding of what's going on between you and another person and how to improve your relationship, such as building stronger trust, intimacy, and yeah, it's, it's actually, you know, 
there's a lot of work that astrologers do that is around this topic, obviously. Uh, so, but it's not just romantic relationships. It's also business partnerships. I'm actually involved with a business in the Kootenays right now where I do a lot of um, you know, is this partnership going to work? You know, what works, what doesn't, etc. Um, and also between family members and friends. And of course, I mean, when Jill and I met, we kind of went, oh, look at that. Our ascendant descendant is exactly opposite. Yeah, which is kind of amazing. We're yeah. supposedly a good compliment. And I think we are. <laughs> yeah, it's working so far. It's working so far. That's right. Okay, so how does sinistry work? Um, when you put the two charts between, you are showing the planetary connections between the two people. To be able to understand the relationship chart, the astrologer must first focus on the two natal charts. And there are other ways that, and we're going to go into this in future episodes. And so you also look not just at, you know, one person's sun is, let's say, in Aries and another person's sun is in Capricorn. That's one level. But there's also you look at the aspects between the planets in, you know, like crossing over between charts. So, I mean, an absolute classic one is the sun conjunct the moon in a significant relationship. That happens so many times. It's kind of mind-boggling, actually. Or, or Venus is conjunct Mars if it's a... Yeah. Yeah, yeah. There are some that are just, you know, they aren't necessarily a given for a su successful relationship, but in no. lots of the long-term ones, they have that. Okay, yeah. so we're looking for the chemistry, uh, the experiences, what, what aspects can create growth, um, and, uh, you know, are there ones that are going to be a real challenge? And are people willing to, you know, look at where they kind of clash? So feelings of, um, okay, so what she's got here, love and chemistry between two will appear with Venus aspects, uh, realizations of longing and desires will be obvious with Mars aspects, enthusiasm and happiness. I often translate the Jupiter one as your cheerleader. You know, can the other person cheerlead you? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. And then the duration. So Saturn to me, if there aren't strong Saturn connections, there's no glue. And yeah, Saturn isn't always easy and happy, but it's the glue. It's what says, okay, we're going to work this out. We're going to figure it, you know, yada, yada. Yeah. You can work on it. Yes. And so as, um, and Jill says here too, <laughs> why did I say that? I don't know. Anyway, so the Ptolemaic aspects are typically the ones that one focuses on. So that's the conjunction, the sextile, the trine, the square, and the opposition. Yeah, and I think yeah. probably of those, the, the conjunctions and oppositions, maybe the well and squares are probably the most. Yeah, yeah noticeable. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You'll, you'll notice them more. Trials yeah. and sextiles are nice and they're supportive. Yeah, yeah they're supportive. Uh, exactly. The other ones a little more. Yes, and you are. <laughs> And they'll be harmonious depending on which planets, and they'll be challenging depending <laughs> on which planets. planets. That's right. That's right. And, um, you know, like, uh, there has to be, and this is another word that I often use when I'm doing sinistry, is there has to be juice, right? It can't be just all, you know, butterflies and crocuses or something. No, oh, yeah. no, there has to be juice. There has to be, um, you know, the, the energy that gives the relationship an aliveness. Yeah. 
Well, so, yeah, I think that's, you know, I think that if, if, it, if everything is flowing and easy all the time, it's yeah. going to get boring. Yeah, you exactly. Know, there, it, there's got to be some sort of excitement, which yes. sometimes is, feels challenging, but that's where we grow. We don't grow when everything's like, la, 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 good <laughs> time. It's nice. We yeah. certainly want those times, especially if we've had challenging times. <laughs> yes. But, yeah. but, you know, we grow most. And, and I think, you know, personal relationships are really a huge place where growth can happen. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. We, the are edges. we are mirrors for each other. Yeah. And we bring bring stuff out in each other. When, when somebody's planet is aspecting something in your chart, they're bringing that out in you. They're yep. bringing that up for you so you can look at it, or they're bringing that quality out in you. And yep. You may not like it. You may they may not like it. I don't want to see that part of me. <laughs> yeah. But... And you can work. Are you work sure on. you want to push that button, dear? I yeah, don't exactly. really recommend it. I've been in I've been in a long-term relationship now for 24 years, which is, you know, given my age isn't all that long. Uh, my brother, I, I commented on uh, our anniversary, Larry and my anniversary this spring, and he said, "Oh, pfft, chump change. We've been together for 70." I'm like, "Wow." Wow. <laughs> Wow. You know, my brother's 94 or something. Yeah, anyway, it's just like I can't imagine knowing someone for that length of time. But no, they're no. happy campers. I only made it 12, so. <laughs> <laughs> well, my first one only lasted nine, I think. Yeah, and but this one, but both of us really feel like we were, that we're lucky. Anyway, yeah. so, but let's move on to some examples. So I am going to share the happy screen and we'll be starting. Jill has some personal examples here. And there we well, go. Since we've been using our personal charts yeah. a, a bit in these yeah. things. Yeah, yeah. Why not? And and you know, parent child relationships are important. Are so important you they know? are. I mean, they are. Both, not just to the to, you know, the child, but to the parent as well, you know, that your te- your children are great teachers. Yes. You yes. not always like it, but <laughs> <laughs> one of the lessons you gotta learn, especially and and astrology helps you to see yes. is that your child is not you. Your child is its own it, its yeah, own exactly. person from the get go. Yeah. They are not born a blank slate. They are born who they are. Yeah. Yeah. And they become more who they are as they grow, right? We all yes. do. Yeah. So I think that's, you know, really important. And of course the other thing to realize with that kind of chart is that where their planets are, or anybody's, where their planets are, if they're younger than you, that's the transits that were happening for you at that particular time. Exactly. So, and so they're permanent <laughs> now. They're permanent in that person. Yeah, so and it's so like you can't get away from that transit. <laughs> exactly. So if that time was particularly challenging for you, yeah, <laughs> it's like it's there forever for you, and that's going to be a, a an interesting relationship, one that's going to challenge you to grow a lot. Yeah. So yeah, it's, I think that's uh, interesting stuff to look at. The other thing that I'm going to throw in here is uh, for you know if there's people out there that are you know imagining that they're going to become astrologers and start doing this kind of work is that when you know when someone has a child 
uh, for that first couple of years, uh, doing a chart of the child for the parent is a bit of a tricky ground because I think we all anticipate, you know, no matter, you know, how self-aware we are, that the child, yeah, like that whole idea that you were saying about the blank, chart, the blank slate, right? But the other level of this is that <clears throat> life is going to be perfect for this child. Yeah. And, and I mean, that's what we all hope. And, you know, we're going to give them everything that, and here's the biggest mistake most parents make. I'm going to give them everything I didn't have as if that's what they want. No. And that's a classic mistake. So sometimes, you know, I've been asked to look, you know, like a parent, grandparent will give a reading for their grandson to the those parents and they're not even interested it's like don't you dare interrupt my fantasy about what this child is going to become yeah. and blah 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 so there is a there's a piece in there that you have to be very careful um, and so when I'm asked to do a child's chart I always ask okay so what do you want to know and I will leave out the parts that they don't want to know. Like, oh, yeah, it looks like he's going to break his leg when he's three or something. You know, like, I just don't go down that road. <laughs> if it's a newborn, I always want to see the parents' charts as well. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Because it's so important for them to realize that, you know, yes, you will, you, you will influence each other. I mean, yes. you will inf influence the child, they will influence you, and you will have a bigger influence in the sense that, you know, you're a teacher as well in this life kind yeah. of thing. Yeah. Right? There's a reason they're the child, you're the parent, I guess. Um, <laughs> in theory. <laughs> so, yeah, hopefully. Um, and it isn't always that. I mean, I've known lots of, of parent-child relationships where the child actually seems more... Oh, I know. Important. Yeah. And, you know, it, it feels like they have to parent the parent, right? Yeah, yeah. So whether it's true or not, but they'll take that on. Yes, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, you know, I think there's, there's, and we, we do, we're not, a, we're not born from nothing. I mean, we, yes. we have, we have genetic stuff that's passed down as well. So. Yeah. And, and now and they're also, even claiming epigenetics, which is even the emotional uh, wiring and stuff gets passed along, you know. So, oh, absolutely. Yeah. The epigenetics is huge. And yeah. uh, some of that does show up in charts. I've seen you know, a lot of, I've, I love looking at charts of families, especially if you get multi-generations, because you see patterns that yes. just keep going and going. It's like, my goodness, this sign keeps popping up everywhere, but <laughs> <laughs> specific degrees. And it's like, wow, that's interesting. Yes. So yeah, yeah I, it's, it's important, <clears throat> to, you know, to fill parents in on that and, and real, make them realize, you know, yeah, you don't, this isn't a blank slate. You don't get to write the story for this kid. They got a story. They got to live. Yes, exactly. And this is it. This is what we're looking at, really. Yeah. You know, and um, yeah, and they have their own personality. They do. They do. You know, and the other thing, too, is you can get, like, both parents are very, you know, earth water. Yes. And they get a fire child, and neither of them has much fire, and they're right. pretty much going to try and squelch the fire because it's uncomfortable. Yes, yeah. Right? Yeah. So you've got to honor, you know, that the child has that energy that you you may not be yeah. all that comfortable with. Yes, exactly. Exactly. But they yeah. need to express it. And, and, and yeah. yeah. So it can be very helpful to understand your child's charts so that you're, oh, yeah. 
Yeah. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So how, how did that work for you, honey? Well, I, I actually started doing learning astrology uh, very shortly after my eldest was born. Ah, okay. That's so when I got into. Can I get so, you to, uh, for the folks that are, you know, only listening to this, as you start looking at your chart in comparison with your oldest daughter, maybe, you know, name what it is you're looking at so that... Oh, yeah. absolutely, yeah. 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 Okay. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, I mean, all, we always start with the, the sun, moon, ascendant. Yeah. Yeah. Because that's the triad, kind of our most fundamental personality stuff. Yes. Yeah. And um, so I'm a, I'm a sun in Aquarius. My moon is in Taurus. And I have the last degrees of Libra rising. So right. that's kind of my little signature there. Yeah. Two air and, and one earth. Yeah. 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 Um, and my eldest... Her son is in Leo, which is, it's not to the degree, but it's kind of opposite my son. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and it's also kind of conjunct my Pluto. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, that's going to, that does bring up some, you know, we've had our power issues. No doubt, no doubt. And it's also, it's also a compliment, right? Like that opposition yeah. affords both sides of that equation. Right. And while yeah. opposites can attract, they can also repel. They yeah. can also, you know, there's a part of her, I think, that is probably like me because of the, you know, fixed sign kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. But pushes against that because, yeah, I don't want to be like you. I want to yeah. be. <laughs> I want to be myself. <laughs> and the other piece to that is her moon, which is in Capricorn. Um, and I have planets in Capricorn, um, but it's conjunct her dad's son. Ah, yes. Oh, daddy's little girl. Oh, God. Yeah. So, yeah, that son, remember how I said just a few minutes ago that, you know, in romantic relationships, often, often there is, um, you know, sun, moon conjunctions. It's kind of bizarre, you know, and for those folks who... Um, ascribe to the theory of uh, reincarnation and that you know you'd almost as soon as you'd see that between a father and a daughter you'd think hmm maybe in the last life they were man and wife you know no, the other, th the other <laughs> thing I look at is the nodes yes and I'm seeing that north node there yeah because they are very important as well the, his, his moon is at seven, is six degrees cancer so oh it's no on, oh you're kidding so they have a very strong connection. Oh, they do. They do. Yeah. 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 Um, her her um, her North Node though is on my Venus. So right. Yeah. So, so yeah. Yeah. You guys have probably journeyed before. Yeah. So yeah. you know those are important things to notice, right? Yeah. You know. So as much as she might push away from me, she's still. You know, I know she. We love each other, and it's there, and it's seems never going away because it's you know it's powerful but personalities <laughs> are a whole other thing right yeah so yeah there's there's um there's things where yeah if we if we look at when we're looking at the synastry of the chart we put one chart around the other so that okay. we can see them more easily yeah and i'm going to scroll so that we have that and yeah. so for those who have actually made their way to my website, I have just moved down. So if you scroll down, you will see that 
I have a by wheel, I have the daughter on the inside wheel, and I have Jill's chart around the outside. And so this will show immediately the kind of really hard aspects, especially makes, the conjunctions. Yeah. yeah. It makes it easier to just see the immediate like conjunctions, oppositions, yeah. and yeah. even squares because they're more obvious this way. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah, so one, I mean, the first thing you might notice with this is that her, she has not only the sun in Leo, she has Leo rising. Yes. My Pluto is right between her sun and her ascendants. <laughs> <laughs> that yeah. very strong Plutonian um, connection. And yeah. Pluto is, is deep, you know, there's yeah. a deep connection. It's not always easy. Yeah. Because Pluto is all the ultimate lesson with Pluto is about power. Yes, and, and we often we often act that out as oh I have to have power over you instead of the powers within me. Uh, yeah. That's the we have to learn with Pluto. Yeah, and and, and so, this was your first child, so. Yeah, yeah, so, I mean, any mom, and for that matter, any dad, I mean, number one is, you know, this is the, <laughs> you know, the, the first go-round, the first try at things, and the guinea pig, right? The poor kid is like, you know, and I, one of the things that I often notice, I mean, I I'm, can't speak from experience because I didn't have any children, but I sure watched a lot of people. And, you know, there's this focus on the first one. And that would speak to that Pluto as well, right? You know, there's this intensity because it's number one and you don't know if you're going to kill the kid. You're trying to keep it alive and you don't know what you're doing and yada, yada, yada. <laughs> and then number two comes along. And the first thing that I notice is, okay, number one has an album. They have the baby book. And they have millions of photographs all over the yeah. house. Number two yeah. comes along and you're like, uh, do you have any pictures of number two? Oh, number two has some. And number three has has not so many. Yes. <laughs> and the more children you have, the harder that is to do because you don't have the time. Exactly. Exactly. Anyway. Yeah. yeah so. But the other thing with that, um, because, you know, we're talking about challenges here. Her, her Mars is on my descendant. Right. Ah. So. It, you know, again, there's a, you know, that means it's opposite my ascendant, you know, so she's got this Aries Mars. <laughs> yes. That just wants to charge ahead. And, you know, she's a fire sign. And I have, you know, three planets in Capricorn. She has Capricorn dad. So there's a more caution on her side. <laughs> yes. She does have a Capricorn moon. Yes. And I yep. think she did that being sort of old when she was young kind of thing. Yeah. Which, I find Capricorn moons tend to, yeah. to do. Yeah. They feel like they need, they are the parent or they need to be or something. Yeah. Whether they or not. So yeah, that, that's there as well. Um, and, and that, you know, it squares her own Uranus in her chart. Yeah. So the thing is, that I'm noticing is, okay, so communication is kind of a key in any relationship. Oh, and yeah. so we've got a Mercury in Leo with the daughter, and yeah. we have a Mercury in Capricorn with mom. Exactly. And those two do not see each other. Nope. <laughs> so, nope. um, you know, communication would have been a challenge between the two of you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <clears throat> yeah. We, don't, we don't 
communicate nearly as well as they do with my other two daughters. We just, yeah. um, not because we don't love each other, but because there's just, you know, we, there are other elements here that make it more difficult. Well, they yeah, can, you're speaking a different and, language. And other, yeah. And not only does she have that, you know, lunar connection to her dad and the, and the you know, both moons involved. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Um, but you know, and her, you know, they. Um, what was I going to say? Uh oh. Yeah, she tends to, you know, because there's that need to 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 please dad. Yeah. Yeah. And to you know make get his <clears throat> attention, and that was difficult when she was a child. He's he's you know he has. We're not married. Uh, he has, yes. Yeah. He has yeah. difficulties, you know, with his emotions and sharing and. And that goes back to his relationship with his mom and all that stuff, of course. Um, but she so wanted him to, you know, just like to really connect with him deeply. And, and yes, yeah. It didn't happen, really. Yeah. And so, you know, she's always been trying. And so she, she tends to be much more aligned with him. Um, yeah, yeah. Her, in how she approaches life. Like, she's very goal-oriented and 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 money and material stuff is really important yeah and he yeah, grew up with that that was always the way his parents showed love so that's his thing yeah you know when i observe them talking it's always about investments or about what they bought <laughs> lately or where they're going next on a trip yeah yeah because yeah. that's a comfort zone for them and I, I don't go anywhere i don't have lots of money and so it's like <laughs> not so much yeah <laughs> Yeah, so, you know, again, we are fundamentally different, but we also have... Yeah, you know, and so understanding that, um, I think one of the key things that sinistry does is it allows a person to recognize that it's not personal. Absolutely, yeah. Yeah, yeah. and that's huge. That's huge, you know. It is. Some, sometimes, sometimes it's hard when it is your child. Yeah. Because it feels really personal. Yeah. But but it isn't, and I recognize yeah. And that was really helpful that I got into this so early in her life. Yeah. And and could could sort of see that. Yes, exactly. Uh, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And and so the other thing here with uh, my moon is very close to her midheaven though. Yeah. Yeah. You know. And um, yeah, you know, I've always been there. Yeah. You know, whether she acknowledges that or not or <laughs> sees it. I think she feels it. You yeah, know, well, of course it. she does. I mean, the, even though, you know, that Capricorn moon of hers uh, aligns with dad, it's also an earth moon and you have an earth moon, you know, so yeah. the, the sense of safety and security is running in the same element. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 And her Jupiter is conjunct my, my IC. Yeah. yeah. So, you know, again, there's that. Yeah. She she is I mean I I have a place to live thanks to her because they do have money and <laughs> they were yes. able to buy a place yeah. so I can rent from them. You know, yeah. so there's that kindness and generosity that again like his parents with him, you know, using money as her way of showing love often. Yeah. That's yeah. okay. And that I'm is grateful. okay. Yeah. Very grateful. So, okay. yeah, there's a, you know, there's always easy and more difficult connections. Yes. And the other, one other thing is her Uranus is conjunct my, my uh, Saturn and Neptune. And particularly ah. with the Saturn thing and that Pluto, I think there's that tension 
of you know control and and power that yeah you know like i say she feels like the adult so she wants to take over <laughs> she likes to be in control that's her comfort zone yeah because yeah. her own pluto and saturn are squaring each other right yeah so that's you know yeah it's an issue for her yeah. but you know as all our issues come from ourselves <laughs> Okay, let's move on to daughter number two. Yes, we don't want to you know, shortchange the daughters here. Oh, have, no, <laughs> definitely not. Okay, so daughter number two also. And this is where you see, you see that, you know, your children are not all the same. No. They're extremely different from one another. So yes. you know, that's, that's a key. And um, this daughter has, uh, she's very airy. She has Gemini rise, last degrees of Gemini rising. So that's actually almost a perfect trying to my ascendant. Right, yeah. Um, she also has Mercury conjunct Mars and Pluto conjunct the moon all in Libra. Right, so all on your ascendant, around your ascendant or close to your ascendant. Yeah, yeah. they're 12th house. They're actually 12th house. Her moon is conjunct my Saturn. Ah. Yeah, that moon Pluto. Yeah. Uh, that would be, from her point of view, a bit challenging. Yes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. We, we do have our moments of challenge, for sure. But like me, she has more Earth's air. Yes. Yeah, that elemental balance. So she's sun in Virgo. Yeah. 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 Sun in Virgo, Venus in Virgo. And uh, and her. Chiron. So does she have any water oh, signs? Oh, just Uranus. Right. She doesn't have any of the traditionals though, in water signs. No, she doesn't. No, no water. No. Yeah. Hmm. Just Uranus. Yeah. No, it's something she's got to learn about. <laughs> yeah. No. And, and yeah, the the water element is a challenge for her. She's very much, um. In her head. Yeah. 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 Yeah, yeah. She looks more like her dad, but okay. I think personality-wise, she kind of tends to be more like me. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And, um, uh, but she became a teacher as he was a teacher. And, oh, okay. So they, and she'd be have, good at it. That's a lot of Libra energy in the fifth house. Yeah. Yes, yes. Yeah. And she loves she loves the, being with the kids and teaching. Yeah. She has two, two sons of her own. And, Right well, she has four sons because her partner also has two sons. So. Wow, that's lots yeah. of boys. Oh. They have lots <laughs> of boys together, yes, yes. Yeah, ah. yeah so, um, yeah, it's, um, maybe we can scroll down and look okay, at the yeah. comparisons. The, yeah. Just because that's easier, to, it's easier to see on the bywheels than on the... It uh, is. So the bywheel, yeah, so folks that are listening and also on the website, just move your... Move it down, and we'll bring up the by wheel. Which oh, so we looks like we've done laps before. Uh, your yes. moon on her south node, your Mars on her north node. You yeah. might have been like siblings or something. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's, uh, I have I have nodal connections with <clears throat> all my kids. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. That Mars is also on her Uranus. So. Yes, we do have our moments. <laughs> you would very explosive at times, no doubt. But, but they tend to pass quickly, so that's... oh yeah, yeah, they would. <laughs> Flash in the pan, Mars Uranus. Yes, right. 
And also her son is, is close to my south node. Oh, yes, I see that. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So as I say, I think there's a strong connection there. Yeah. And our ascendants are trining. So our worldview tends to be more similar. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah, well, your so, moons. Her moon is an air moon, and, but they're both ruled by Venus. So yeah. that would be, and in a case like that, in a relationship where, because the moon is our sense of comfort, right? It's, yeah. you know, where we're going to feel at home. And if the moons aren't compatible, then if the ruler makes them compatible, that will help. And and, and yeah. my Venus, my Venus trines her sun. Yeah. Yeah, and both Venuses are in Earth signs, and they rule that uh, Libra moon and that yeah. Taurus moon. So, yeah, there's yeah. your there's your workaround that can make it work. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So it's um, yeah, it mostly works. We do have our moments, but you know, yeah, yeah. As I, as we all sort of reminisce in the background about our own relationship with our own mom. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. The other nodal connection is for Jupiter squares my nodal axis. Oh, that's good. Yeah, yeah. Mm hmm Yes, I see that. Yeah, so lots of connections there. And, and communication, know, what have we got? Pisces, oh, I could say Saturn being on her moon Pluto. Yeah. I mean, with moon Pluto, I, of, I often think, oh, what does that say about me as her mother? <laughs> But her it's, her, it's her perception, perception of you. Yeah. 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 So hopefully she sees me as deep. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. There you go. And I can but see here too that one also of. Also perhaps helping her with the water element. Yes. It, yeah. Pluto rules that, that Scorpio North Node yeah. of hers. Oh, and God, it's got to be fair. Oh, my goodness. So it's, yeah. So I do challenge her a bit with that. Yeah. Like, got to feel stuff. <laughs> yeah, and the other piece that I'm seeing, of course, is the communication piece. So you've got yeah. a Mercury in Libra and a Mercury in Capricorn. And so whenever I see the square, it's going to create lively, definitely. But it's yeah. the requirement for respect. You have to respect that you're not necessarily going to see uh, things the same way. But the square does. It can create that respect. Well, yeah, and it's not a, it's not a within, like, it's not. Yeah, it's, it's wide. Yeah. Near, it's not near being a exactly. square aspect. It's yeah. in square by sign. Yeah, And exactly. her Mars, her Mars Mercury um, tends to, you know, bring up stuff with that, too, because. Oh, yeah, yeah. She, she will, you know, she tends to, you know, have really strong opinions. and. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Which, and, for a Libra moon is actually a good thing because oftentimes Libra energy can be, you know, they're waiting for you to say what they want you, what they oh, want yeah. to hear, right? And so you're playing this guessing game, which can, I know myself, I've had a few close Libra friends and, and I have Aries rising. So of course I just want to throttle them because just be direct and yeah. they're not. <laughs> But this one might be, yeah, Mercury-Mars conjunct, yeah. Right, yeah. Yeah, yeah. 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 Huh. Okay. And especially with my Mars on her Uranus there. So. Oh, yes, yes, yes. yes we, can trigger, we can trigger each other, but as a, you know, I think we tend to work through it quite quickly and easily yeah. and yeah, yeah. not stuck in it. That's good. And, That's and my good. son does, does 
trying her, sorry, yes, trying her, her moon yeah. Pluto. Yeah, yeah. So that and again, that's another classic. Yeah. That helps with that um, Saturnian energy yes. fitting on there. So yeah. I think it helps ease that a bit. It helps us yeah. laugh it off more quickly. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so uh, we're, we're scrolling down in time. So we're going to move on because I have an example, too, that I want to get to a little bit. Number three. Yeah. So three girls. Oh, you lucky person, you. I can't imagine the, you know, those years when they hit puberty. Three girls. You would have been good at it by the time you hit number three. Well, I think, <laughs> you know, like when they were kids, we, I mean, my marriage broke up when the youngest was just about three. Oh, okay. Okay. So, you know, I was single parenting most of her, well, all, yeah. practically all of her childhood. And that was a rough first few years for her because things were not great. So, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, so we have another Virgo. Yeah. Another, yeah. Well, her birthday is just two days before her older sisters. So, right. Yeah, yeah. Yes. Yeah, August was my month. So Apparently. My... <laughs> <laughs> After the first, I said I'd never be pregnant in the summer again. Famous uh, last. Yeah, famous. Yeah, that never word. You know, the universe sort of looks at never and goes, really? That's interesting. Yeah. 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 Okay, so, so I'm going to I'm gonna move on to the bi-wheel so that we can get to the... Okay, kids. yeah. So one, one so, of the things you'll notice right away is that her north node is right or sorry, my north node is right on her ascendant. Oh, yeah. Wow. And her, Pisces her rising. Node, yeah. Mine is in, in Pisces. <coughs> but yeah. her north node is in Virgo. Right. So you're I a nodal mean, reversal. Hers is an eight. So they're, it, she's like the nodal re reverse time for yeah. me. Yeah. Right? And that is yeah. actually quite a common thing in relation, you know, like uh, romantic relationships if there is a an age difference it's often that eight nine year which is half a nodal cycle and so yes. it's like one person is headed north and the other one is headed south and so yeah yeah it's an it's an interesting thing that and and although they're very different they my, this daughter and the, and the middle one <clears throat> tend to yeah they tend to have a lot of the same stuff going on oh okay um, okay yeah yeah, sometimes it'll happen like for the older one and then the younger one kind of gets a little later. It's, it's very well, interesting. Yeah, but they're both so, Virgos, yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah. So again, we have, um, uh, my. she's got the moon Pluto conjunction in uh, Libra. Right, yeah. You were yeah. a force to be reckoned with, my dear. Yes, and my Neptune sits on her moon. Ah, okay. <laughs> Right. And Saturn, um, yeah. Pluto, so. Wow. Yeah, strong connection there. But the you know her Sun, Venus in early Virgo are really conjunct my South Node. So yeah, yeah, and trying your own Venus, which is good thing. Yes. Yeah. 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 yeah Although again, you got that same communication disconnect. Yours is Capricorn, hers is Leo, and so there's like a yeah, a yeah. We have there. our moments where yeah, where. The challenging but we seem to negotiate it fairly well that's good yeah it's good yeah yeah it's um for whatever reason <laughs> <laughs> 
Well, yeah. your Mars are also are trine, right? Yeah, they're yeah. both in water signs, and so that would help with that moon Pluto as well. You know, like yeah. there can be emotion, it can be strong, it can be what motivates the conversation, um, but, you know, there is at least a vehicle for it. Yeah. Yes, yes, yeah. yeah. And and my, again, my Pluto is conjunct her Mercury, uh, Jupiter there. Yeah. In Leo. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, well, that's nice. Mercury and Jupiter. And I think oh. what, what helps with communication is that her Mercury opposes my sun. Yes, yeah. So there is a direct line. It's yes. not Mercury to Mercury. Yes, exactly. We can hear each other. Yeah, that is helpful. That and, is helpful. And also your, uh, your Jupiter trines, you know, in elementally it trines that Jupiter Mercury as well. So you can, yeah, see, yeah that can be very supportive. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I think, you know, she she is probably. I think we're probably closest in terms of getting right, getting getting along, and you know, she's she's very sensitive. With yeah. Her oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. Whereas the middle daughter is is all in her head and tends to get anxiety in a more kind of nervous system kind of way. Right. Yep. This one gets more anxiety emotionally yeah yeah, yeah. well yeah pluto so pluto moon that's a that's yeah yeah in libra that's a tip that that'd be tricky yeah and both of them have have their challenging relationship with their older sister <laughs> <laughs> yeah well number one is always tends to the eldest right? well exactly exactly then you get into that whole birth order thing and yeah 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. Ah. Yeah, so, yeah, there's there's some... So very valuable information to, you know... Um, it really is, yeah. yeah. I think it's very, very helpful for any parent to be able to see how, you know, yeah. how their relationship... I mean, they haven't, they, the child's born when it's born for a reason, and there's no accidents happening, as far as I'm concerned. You yeah. know, we get what we need. And, and so we get the parents we need, whether we <laughs> think so or not. And, you know, that we, it's about learning. Yeah. You know, learning yeah. To honor one another and, and work with one another. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So I'm going to take the last 10 minutes and <laughs> I am going to look at just, uh, you know, your kind of standard relationship thing. So I chose... Justin Trudeau, our Prime Minister, and his wife, Sophie Gregor. I think that's how it's pronounced. It's funny how it printed out because it had a, a French it's... thing and it just, yeah. the computer went, huh? <laughs> anyway, we don't have a timed chart for Sophie. Um, I did do a little bit of a history lesson with her. And uh, so I came up with my own birth time, which I used on the by wheel. But again, it's just my rectification. But so um, when I'm looking at uh, between two people, I do a really straightforward analysis at the top. And so unfortunately, I can't do the ascendant because we don't have a time chart. But yep. with the position of the moon at 19 in the middle of the day, I was able to take the 24 hours and know that her moon does stay in Libra. Yeah. No matter what time of day she was born. So 
We start with the sons, and um, you know, classically, it's oftentimes you will see, um, you know, sun moon combinations. That's quite common, but typically you want at least elemental connection. And so between the suns, we have a trine. She's a, a sun in Taurus. He's a sun in Capricorn. So you know the way they shine their light. Yeah, there's going to be compatibility. Now on the moon, it's very possible that we probably have an exact opposition uh, between her um, moon in Libra and his in Aries. And um, earlier I spoke about, you know, there needs to be juice. This would give juice, but it's the juice that um, forces both of them to sort of find uh, a healthy balance between what they need in order to feel safe and secure. Okay. It also puts um, emphasis on the Venus-Mars aspects that, that they would have in their chart um, in order to create that sense of safety. Next piece is, of course, communication. And so do, can the Mercuries just by themselves talk? And it turns out, yeah, not so much. Her Mercury is in Taurus. His is in Sag. There's an automatic disconnect. But there might be a way that it gets tied together. And obviously there was, or they probably wouldn't be together. So we move on to the next set of planets, and that's Venus. Her Venus is in Gemini. His is in Aquarius. So we've got an elemental trine there. Uh, that's wonderful. And probably the piece that really kind of sealed the deal for these two was their Mars. And their Mars are both in Pisces. So there would have been this sort of like energetic wavelength that would have brought the two of them together, I suspect, you know, and yeah, that helped. <laughs> okay, so Jupiter, um, this is your cheerleader for each person. Uh, her Jupiter is in Aries, his is in Sag. There's a nice trine there so they can, you know, they can uh, ramp each other up in terms of getting enthusiastic. That's nice. Um, and then we come to Saturn. So Saturn, is there a tie that binds? And um, what we find here is that her Saturn is um, in an opposition to his moon. Okay. Um, his Saturn is in Gemini and it's, you know, with her Venus. And so this is kind of, a, I was kind of surprised but it sort of helps to tell the tale of why they, you know, have come together and have stayed together. So now I, too, am going to move and put the two charts, the yeah, by wheel and if, up. Yeah. And I think if you look at the nodes as well. Yeah, yeah. There's so, no conjunct his Saturn. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Yeah. Um, and the, I... The, Communication bit, though, I noticed that his Neptune is right, or her Neptune's right on his Mercury. So yes, yeah. That's going to make it a little confusing. Uh, yeah, but, you know, the enthusiasm piece <laughs> may sort of override it. You know, it's, I mean, they've been together for a while. So, you know, they've obviously got something figured out here. And then, of course, we've got that uh, Jupiter-Moon connection uh, between her Jupiter and his moon, um, that would help. And, I, and I'm imagining that that opposition between the moons is part of what the tie that binds. And then, of course, we've got a Saturn squaring that. Um, and, and Uranus is part of that picture as well. Yeah, exactly, exactly. 
But they can, would have to find it, some workarounds. And, yeah, but yeah. that adds some uh, either excitement or explosive. Yeah. And so here, here's one of the workarounds we've got. Her Venus is opposite his Mercury. Um, you know, so that's a piece that would work and would help. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and it's, yeah. Um, that means her Venus is opposite her Neptune. So her, <clears throat> she's kind of into the fairy tale. <laughs> that's right. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. And the reason why I, um, let's see, what did I give her for an ascendant? I gave her a Taurus ascendant. Um, and the reason I did that is she did struggle with blue, blue, how do you pronounce that? Bluemia? Blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Bulimia? Bulimia. Thank you. That's the word. Um, and it was during a sixth house perfection. And yeah, so that sort of put, um, I can't reverse the charts here. And I didn't put it on the one that's above. Oh, well. Anyway, that was why I picked her for a Taurus rising. Um, the other thing is, is she was heavily into communication. She knows three languages fluently. Um, yeah, her MC in Capricorn, uh, you know, that would support him and his, uh, you know, rising, climbing the, you know, the ladder in politics. Yeah. Yeah. <sighs> there you go. So you can start very simply by just looking at all of the planets, the personal ones. The transpersonal ones tend to be generational. Um, it makes a difference, like with what Jill was looking at, especially between parents and children, because the generations will be different. Um, and if the generational planets, obviously, like uh, was noted here with her Neptune on his Mercury, um, yeah, those specific connecting points. But then we need to look at the next level. And although we're going to take a break in between, we're going to do a forecast for August next week. But following that, we're going to move on to what's called a composite chart. And uh, we were talking before the show, this is, so something can happen that a sinistry chart would say, oh, these two, you know, like, forget it. This is never going to work, right? Um, and yet, you know, we, we astrologers have run across uh, couples where the sinistry is just like, Bleh. but the composite, and it's like, oh, what they create together is better than what they have as separate individuals. I mean, that's one way to put it. Um, well, the other, the other potential there is you might look at the, uh, the, the sinistry and say, well, it looks good to me. And get the composite, and it's like, mm, yeah, mm. no, 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 exactly, <laughs> exactly. Far run fast. Yeah. Yes. So, right. <laughs> um, but the other, the other catch with um, composites is you do need accurate birth time. Exactly, because what it uh, is, uh, yeah, uh, you can't do a composite without that. Yeah, exactly. She is correct, um, because it is literally the midpoint between the two charts and it creates a chart of its own the other thing that happens in a composite chart is you can have aspects that in a natal chart are impossible um you know you can have mercury opposite the sun or something which in a natal chart is yeah that 
can never yeah. be. <laughs> but and and, basically, yeah. we're we're talking about midpoints when yeah. we're doing composite chart. So we've yeah. talked about midpoints before. So that's not a new concept. Yes, exactly. Yeah, we're taking that's that essence of how they're. Yeah. yeah, how how it's arrived. And fortunately, again, there are these wonderful computer programs that can figure all that out. Because I can remember trying to do that by hand, and it was a bit oh, of a mind bender. <laughs> yes. I did that for a few, a couple of decades at least. Yes, yeah. <laughs> yes, computers. Yeah, yeah. They are. Uh, that can be challenging. Totally. Oh, yes. yeah. It's a. Uh... I spent a lot of time drawing up charts and drawing up, well, well doing a lot of stuff by hand. <laughs> yes, yes. Which is good. I, I, it makes me sad a bit that I don't even have the tools. I don't have the books and the resources. Oh, like, to do it again. Yeah, yeah. Do that anymore. And I'd, I'd have to relearn it myself. Because oh, yeah. And I think that's unfortunate. When I used to teach classes, I actually did teach how to calculate the chart because you know when you just kind of hit the button and it comes pops up on the screen you don't really get how that's arrived at exactly and and i think that's yeah. a, a good piece for people who are really serious about astrology to have a sense of exactly you know? exactly I, I yeah think. well and uh, what i hear a lot on the various um shows that i tune into on the internet about astrology is there's a real push um, to get people outside and actually looking at the stars, right? Like yeah. go out and see that full moon or go out and see when, you know, that fixed star is now arising, uh, you know, on the eastern horizon or setting or whatever. Jupiter Saturn. Yeah, 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 which was an incredible visual, an incredible oh, visual. Yeah, because even I saw that, yeah. Okay, yeah. I am just going to give us the time's up thing. Uh, we're okay. going to try to not run it right off the end of the scale. So anyway, thank you folks for listening. And just a reminder, you have been listening to CJMP 90.1 FM, Powell Rivers Community Radio Station. And we will see you all next week. Yes. And it'll be all about August. Take care. Bye, Jill. Bye.